I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 299 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got an incredible guest for you guys today. Bill Klein is a first-class father who, along with his wife Jennifer Arnold, star in the smash hit reality TV series The Little Couple. Bill and Jennifer have been doing the show for over a decade now, which focuses on them and their two children. My wife is a huge fan of the show, and after watching the show, I understand why. Bill Klein will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And I just returned from my trip to Miami for Super Bowl 54 Media Day. I posted up a few clips on Instagram and Facebook. I recorded some excellent sound bites for the podcast. I will be publishing a special edition episode on Friday. Make sure you check it out. I was able to get some great clips from both head coaches, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, as well as Richard Sherman, Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, and all the rest. Make sure you lock it in for Friday's episode, which will be my Super Bowl 54 Media Day special. And as you can imagine, there were a ton of questions being asked to the players about Kobe Bryant. More on that coming in Friday's episode. But speaking of Kobe Bryant, if you happen to see the image of Kobe posted on Time magazine or the one tweeted out by President Trump, the famous photo was taken by Michael Muller, who was my guest here on episode 298. If you missed my interview with the famous photographer, I highly suggest you flip it back one episode and take a listen. And make sure you are following me on my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace. I will be announcing the guest for my 300th episode of First Class Fatherhood. If you recall, back on episode 100, I had the honor of interviewing Ed Milet, who went from being broke to being worth over $300 million. On episode 200, I had the honor of interviewing Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer, and I have got another great guest planned for number 300. All right, and today's podcast interview with Bill Klein was recorded on video, so if you would like to watch today's episode, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with the star of The Little Couple, Bill Klein. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. All right, joining me now, First Class Father, Bill Klein. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, let's see here. I have two kids. Uh, my son, William, is nine, about to be 10. And my daughter, Zoe, is eight years old and about to be 18. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Uh, 
What type of sports or activities are they into? Uh, let's see here. Zoe's into dance. She's doing uh, Bollywood dancing, stuff like that. And uh, my son, Will, is into football, much to the chagrin of his pediatric trained mother. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Do you get involved with coaching at all? Or do you like to enjoy it more from the sideline? Um, you know, I, I'd probably be a bad coach because I, 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 I want my team to win almost at all costs. So I'm guessing I'd be carted off the field and, and that wouldn't be good. <laughs> that's, that's not a first-class father, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Bill, if you could, please, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I'm uh, 45 years old. My family and I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, I graduated from NYU back in, oh, God, long time ago with a degree in biology and did nothing with it. Um, I went into medical device sales, and then I started opening up a couple of companies. I do uh, consulting work. I own a pet store in Houston, and uh, we do uh, pet product manufacturing now. Um, and then uh, we also participate in a reality television show called The Little Couple. It's been on TLC for almost 11 years now. Yeah, yeah. You've had some incredible success and an awesome journey here. What, what led to the decision for uh, you and Jen to decide to adopt? And how did, the, how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Um, you know, I, 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 I'll probably be better off answering it in reverse. Uh, you know, it, it changed everything, uh, having kids. And uh, I'm grateful that, uh, that we made the decisions that we made and that the path that uh, we wound up going down was the one that, that, that we had in front of us. Um, I don't think I could have planned it better uh, if I had, you know, every choice uh, in front of me. Um, when we first started off, Jennifer and I got engaged and we were uh, immediately interested in adoption. Um, but uh, before we were married, we, we submitted our uh, information to uh, LPA, a community uh, that supports uh, people with uh, skeletal dysplasia, little people. And um, uh, we, we put our names on a list and kind of forgot about it for a while. Uh, we knew that it would be a while before our name was called. Uh, we weren't even married at the time, which we thought was a criteria, but it uh, turns out it wasn't. Um, <laughs> moot point, but um, at the end of the day, uh, we went through the process of uh, surrogacy, knowing that Jennifer's uh, petite stature might uh, cause additional problems that we didn't want to uh, uh, endure. Um, and, uh, and so we, we went through that process of surrogacy. We had a couple of miscarriages. We had uh, one that went uh, a little bit further than the other, and uh, the other was, I think they call it a chemical pregnancy. No. Not not quite a, a full blown miscarriage there, um, and uh, and and then uh, you know I guess destiny uh, uh, you know God put us in the right spot uh, to, uh, to to receive William. Um, we received a profile from Rainbow Kids. It had uh, uh, William's uh, info on it, and we fell in love immediately. We pursued him aggressively and um, did the paperwork and all that fun stuff. And lo and behold, we were we were you know locked and loaded and ready to go to China. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And the children are incredibly blessed to have you guys as parents. Uh, and you know what? I know a, lot, a difficult decision for a lot of uh, parents that choose to adopt is whether or not or when to tell their children that they are adopted. Did you guys have that discussion going into this? And when did you eventually or decide to let them know? Well, I, you know, of course, I think that's a decision for every family to decide for themselves. I don't know if our decisions are right for anyone else. Um, I, I hope that it's right for us. I'll tell you in 20 years. Um, you know, I, I think that for, for our part, we wanted to be as straightforward as we could, uh, with our kids so that our stories didn't, uh, you know, uh, get convoluted. Uh, it's much easier to tell the truth and to, uh, to try and, uh, give, give the, information to the kids in a way that, um, uh, that's palatable for them, that they can understand it, that, uh, it doesn't seem 
uh, confusing or unreasonable or that uh, they feel that any less loved. And as long as we can accomplish those goals, I, I, Jennifer and I didn't see any reason to, uh, uh, to, to keep anything from them. Uh, that being said, of course, we try to use a measure of common sense and, and not try and inundate them with, uh, with too much info. So uh, we, we take it a little at a time and uh, we talk about it as, as they grow, as they uh, become more curious. And the more curious they are, um, the more information we try to glean. But of course, uh, because of where they're from and the adoption process uh, internationally, there isn't much information we can convey outside of the fact that their uh, folks uh, loved them enough to make sure that they were taken care of. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And what about as far as uh, discipline goes, uh, Bill? What type of disciplinarian are you? Who's the bigger disciplinarian in the family? And does your discipline style different uh, from the way you were brought up with your parents? Uh, yeah, Jennifer punishes me all the time. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would say, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a bad rap, uh, uh, you know, um, People think that I'm the uh, what they call the fun dad, but um, but I think overall I'm probably more of the disciplinarian as well. I think Jennifer sets the ground rules for all of us to follow, uh, kind of our moral compass. Um, but I think the uh, the reality is is that uh, you know I get to spend a little bit more time with the kids uh, between um, the time that I get off work and uh, the time that Jennifer gets off work. I have that gap, and that's every day of the week. So uh, so it's kind of nice. I get that exposure, but I also get to. Uh, uh, lay down the law. So, um, so I'd say I'm probably, uh, the, the disciplinarian. Yeah. And, and Bill, what kind of, what was the genesis of the little couple? How did that all come about and were you on board with it right from the start? Um, so, you know, I guess the, you know, the, the, the abbreviated version is Jennifer, uh, 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 caught the eye of, um, some of the folks in, in, uh, good morning America. They did uh, a little piece on a Saturday morning, about uh, little people that were women that were having uh, success in their career. And they showed a, you know, a little bit of a dichotomy between people that went into mostly entertainment and people that went into other careers. And Jennifer's obviously a good example of someone that, you know, uh, since she doesn't have the physical prowess, used her head to, uh, to get ahead in life. And, um, and so they, they did that, and uh, it, it went well. Uh, people seem to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, like the little piece. And um, and then uh, TLC and uh, a production company, I, I guess, called us uh, 2008 and uh, asked if they would follow us to our wedding. I, uh, Good Morning America covered uh, both of us at the very end of their piece and mentioned that I was uh, uh, that I proposed to Jennifer not too long ago and uh, that we were getting married the next uh, next spring. And so that's the, the genesis of it. They They asked us if they could follow us to the wedding. And we, we turned them down. Um, so to answer your question, no, we weren't uh, completely on board right away. Um, I think uh, Jennifer and I have worked hard to uh, get to where we are uh, even then. And uh, we didn't want to uh, diminish uh, our efforts, uh, you know, with any, anything that might be misconstrued as sensational. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the 
uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Yeah, and Bill, does having the cameramen and the producers around as much as they are or have to be to do a show like like yours, does that make it sometimes difficult for you as a dad? Do the kids feel like as though they could get away with more stuff when the cameras are rolling and all that sort of thing? Well, you know, that's an adjustment for the parents, not for the kids, I think. Uh, you know, the kids will... Uh, find uh, and and I'm sure you've figured this out uh, as well. I, I believe uh, you have four kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know they they figure out ways to 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 manipulate. They see ins and opportunities, and they take advantage wherever they can. And when we were first parents, when our kids first came home, and we had not a clue. Um, not that we have much more of a clue now, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> when, when when we were absolutely clueless, uh, they knew more about how to get away with something than we knew about how to prevent them. Um, so, uh, you know, we didn't know how to punish. We didn't know how to say no. We didn't know how to, you know, uh, stop down from cameras. Uh, you know, if cameras were rolling and the kids wanted a piece of candy or they'd throw a tantrum, you know, it was more difficult to say no. I mean, we would, but then we'd have to stop down um, because uh, crying kids aren't really fun on camera. And, and that was all they were doing was, you know, uh, trying to manipulate the situation. So, you know, you have to become a parent. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever looked back at an episode or watched something and saw something in yourself as a dad where you were like, "Ooh, I, I, I don't really like that necessarily and maybe made a change from it? Um, yeah, it'd be great if I had a time machine and I could go back and look at everything I did wrong <laughs> and fix it. Uh, you know, I'm sure every dad would love to have that opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, certainly not perfect. There are plenty of things that, uh, you know, I'm sure I could have been more stern or uh, less stern or, you know, not joking around as much or uh, maybe it was uh, slightly above their, you know, age. Uh, some of the jokes that I I throw out there. Sometimes I forget my audience, and that's uh, <laughs> that's dangerous. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think that um, you know, as you look back, you uh, you of course can be very critical of, of some of the things you do. I I think uh, and I hope that uh, you know that we use our uh, common sense to guide us and and uh, you know a little bit of uh, a measure of reservation instead of just uh, leaping before we look and. Normally things work out. Yeah, one thing you said earlier uh, uh, earlier on there, Bill, is saying that you had a degree in biology that you never used. And, and one thing that I speak about, I drive Uber on the weekends a lot, and I drive a lot of college kids or just after graduating college kids that aren't using their degrees, but they're buried in debt. And yeah. I bring out a lot of entrepreneurs. You're a successful entrepreneur yourself. So um, do you feel as though college is necessary for the kids to succeed in today's world? Um, you know, of course, my, my opinion is, uh, is is just mine, but I'd say, yeah, I, I, I think some sort of education, you know, after high school is, is valuable. Um, you know, that being said, uh, there are plenty of people that enjoy and are proficient at trades that don't require to, uh, you know, four years of school um, and uh, do better, earn more, have a happier life and, you know, and love what they do when they wake up in the morning. Um, so, I think for me, it made sense to go to college. I think that for uh, most people, it's good to have some exposure to the world before you're actually accountable in it. Um, but I don't know that uh, college necessarily uh, is a roadmap to a successful career um, unless you have a fantastic guide. Yeah, very well said. And, and how about as far as technology, Bill? It's a challenge for all of us parents. Uh, we're all competing with the technology, the iPhones and the video games and stuff like that. Um, how do you kind of handle or monitor all that stuff with your kids? 
Uh, well, we have uh, we have rules about screen time. We have rules about uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, structure is something that kids crave, and uh, they work well within that framework. So um, I think moderation is key. Uh, you know, kids are using iPads and Macs and computers at school. Uh, I think it's unreasonable to think that they're going to disconnect completely when they come home. But at the same time, it's it's a matter of what the content is and how long they're exposed to it. And you know, then you get into the you know the medical side. Fortunately, I I live with our physician, so um, she gives us good advice, and and that has a lot to do with uh, the time of day that you're using uh, the screen. So uh, you know, to to not watch television or be playing with video games, uh, you know, the hour before bed. Uh, helps your mind relax so you can get some restful sleep. And so uh, we try to put all that together and uh, come up with a plan that uh, uh, works for everybody. Yeah, very cool. And how about as far as the future of the show here? You guys got more seasons planned uh, coming or what's coming up next for you guys? Uh, that's all secret sauce. I couldn't tell you if I knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about yourself? You got any kind of plans for the, for the year coming up here? Any kind of books or anything like that we could be looking forward to? Well, we got a lot of stuff that we're working on. Um, you know, we have some stuff uh, professionally that Jennifer and I are working on. And, uh, and then personally, you know, we're always messing around with the idea of, uh, you know, what should we do next as far as, uh, you know. But we're enjoying all the stuff that we've, we've been dabbling in between, you know, uh, speaking and, uh, uh, you know, writing things uh, for, uh, for either for uh, advocacy. We do a lot of that sort of work for, uh, for uh, folks with disabilities. Uh, Jennifer is always on the road for uh, stuff related to uh, children's health care. So uh, we have a lot of those types of projects that we keep involved in. And then, of course, you know, we got TV and the, the nine to fiver and, uh, and a couple of kids. So uh, not to mention the two dogs, two goldfish and uh, a recently passed away hamster. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, we've buried a parakeet and a hamster ourselves here. Uh, but one thing that I struggle with is sorting out all the pictures like as dads. You know, we love to take pictures of all of our, you know, our family and stuff, but it's like uh, it's so hard now for me. I find it to categorize everything. Do you have the old school uh, camera like you're saying there, or, where, where, uh, or do you use the phone for most of your day to day pictures? No, no. I, I also have a, I have a T1i that tells you how old and uh, how I like to keep antiquated equipment. But um, yeah, I have a, a T1i that I use as well. Uh, oh, you know what? Something I took to India over the summer that is absolutely awesome. It's the Osmo. Uh, it's a little handheld camera with, uh, it's got a gimbal on it. So it, it helps uh, people that are poor photographers like myself to look much better. I'm not saying it's professional quality, but um, it's, uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And it gets a lot of uh, looks when you're playing with it too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I use the, the, the iPhone for, you know, my, my quick pics. And then, um, of course, the Osmo is great for the video because uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting handheld that you can do all of the operation from, uh, for your, from your thumb. Um, and then, uh, you know, most of the time I, I just, uh, I, I'm lucky because, you know, the things that we do that, um, uh, I wouldn't say all of the things that we do have been on television that are, uh, you know, uh, fun times, but for most of the fun times that we've had, uh, over the past six or seven years, we have had cameras around for, for a bunch of them. And so not only do I get to get good video, but I'm actually in it, which is unique <laughs> for both dads, so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you have a great uh, treasure trove of video to go back through for sure. And what, what about, let, let, last thing here, Bill, what about for the uh, parents out there that are considering adoption or just at the onset of adoption? What kind of advice would you give to those parents? Um, adoption is, uh, it, it's the exact same thing. It's, ex it's everything that you would hope for in a child and experience of uh, becoming a parent and more. It's, uh, it's, of course, it's got its challenges. And if anybody tells you that uh, uh, raising a child, no matter what, 
way they come into the world uh, is easy. They're lying to you um, and nothing's predictable, but, uh, but they are amazing. They will brighten your world and I implore you to do it and do it more often. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Bill Klein, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you for having me. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Bill Klein for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it in to First Class Fatherhood for Friday's special edition Super Bowl 54 Media Day special. I will be playing all of the clips and the highlights from my trip down to Miami where I interviewed the players and the coaches about fatherhood and family life. There's some great content there. Be sure you check it out. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace where I will be announcing the guest for next week's 300th episode of the podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.